Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. You have some news, SBS? I do have some news that um, is topical for um, what we are talking about today. We're, um, we're talking. We're going to talk to two first-time marathoners, and they are kind of coming at uh, 26.2 from different directions. But so uh, my news that I haven't told you, Dimity, is that I have my next marathon on the calendar. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. No, no. That's but really it's exciting. What are you going to oh, do? Oh, good. I'm glad you're excited. Uh, well, it's, a, it's kind of a long ways off. I'm not sure I've ever signed up for a race so far in advance. I am doing the victory. Victoria Marathon in October of 2014, and that's Victoria, British Columbia. I'm going back to Canada. Um, and, to... and what made you choose that? Uh, well, I was when uh, so when Molly and I went up to Vancouver, BC. Everyone there was saying, "Oh, have you run Victoria? It's so gorgeous, so gorgeous." And so I thought, hmm, okay, well, I've never been to Victoria, and and I do hear it's um, spectacularly beautiful, and. Uh, the, the Canadians just had such wonderful things to say about the Victoria Marathon. And then uh, the next weekend, I was at Portland Rock and Roll Expo, and Victoria Marathon had a booth there. And so I kind of saw that as fate pointing me in that direction. Sure. And then um, the thing that, well, and so then Molly had said, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we came back to Canada, you know, road trip, but this time brought our families. Because when we went to Vancouver Marathon, we it was just the two of us. And so she's like, oh, let's bring our families. It'll be really fun. And so that that did sound like a good time. And then, um, then the final tipping point was that I was chatting with um, Megan, our one of our editors at Runner's World, and she was like, "Hey, are you doing any marathons or any races coming up that you could write about for Races and Places?" And I was like, "Well, um, I'm thinking about doing Victoria Marathon in October 2014." So she said, "Yeah, great. Okay, do that, and then you can write about." It. So I feel it's so odd. It's like. I told her when I accepted, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll run a marathon in October 2014 and write about it for an, uh, you know, an It'll article. Come out that, in October, that, that October 2015. Exactly. It's like, um, is there like an, you know, a clause in my contract though that it, you know, if I like run over between now and then that like I get excused from it? She's like, oh yeah, yeah. If you end up not doing it or you know you don't feel like it, and so um, yeah. So it does seem very um you know, far in the distance, but you know, these days it sort of seems like I blink and a week's gone by. So I'll, I'll just blink a few times and a year will have gone yeah, by. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought you were going to say you signed up for the, the Marine Corps. Cause you've been interested in that for a couple of podcasts. So, Oh yeah. Oh, you're now you're reminding me, maybe I need to sign up for, I mean, yeah. so maybe that would be then October, 2015. So okay. I'll just, I'll just plot out my Octobers for, exactly, for the next couple exactly. of years. Well, yeah. and so, um, and so do you think you'll have an ultra between that now and that, or do you think you're just going to keep your eyes on the, on the marathon project? Well, so now I'm sort of reconsidering, you know, I had thought I found the ultra that I wanted to do or that I would most seriously consider, which is that the North Face one in uh, Marin County, which is in uh, typically that race is the first weekend in December, I believe. And so I thought, oh, I'll I don't I don't feel like I have it in me this December. So I'd been thinking December 2014. So an October um, second weekend in October marathon kind of fits in well, I think, with that in mind sort of sure, as a, sure. you know, have it be a kind of prep race. 
So nice, nice. Well, yeah. can I tell you my idea for um for us for twenty fourteen? Oh um, goodness, we, let's just spring tons of surprises on each other. Ideas. Let's have a brainstorming session, an AMR <laughs> brainstorming session right now. Um, no, but I was thinking we should each pick six races and do it so we have a twelve pack. So I mean, six races that we're going to do through the year. And it oh, could I thought be... you meant in October. I was like, no, oh, no, that's no, a no, really no. busy no, October. I mean, six races in twenty fourteen. So you know, you could start with a five k, a local five k, and then maybe it's a half marathon with a girlfriend or whatever. But um, kind of, and then I think we could do a post about kind of mapping out why we picked what we picked and how we're going to kind of figure out our training. Cause a lot of, um, people we know have problems figuring out how to kind of transition between races mm. training wise. So mm-hmm. I thought that that would be kind of fun for us, you know, and something to kind of keep us going, you know, with six, mm-hmm. but six races feels like a good amount to me, like not too many, mm-hmm. but, um, but still, you know, that's a pretty ambitious year for me. I was so. about to say, I was like, Demony, you are talking on both sides of your mouth once again. <laughs> but, um, I, but I'm saying it's a five, it could be a 5k or it could okay. be, you know, a mud run is one of them. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like every race has to be a half marathon or a marathon. Okay. Or an Ironman. Or an Iron Man. God, no, not an Iron Man. <laughs> Half Iron Man, maybe. But um, but uh-huh. yeah, no. So I don't know. It was just a thought. I got I got two of mine picked right there. So okay. October and December. So let's get oh, on this right now. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So we've got Carrie Tolson. She is running the Twin Cities Marathon on October 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know Carrie, she is an elite mid-distance runner who competed in the 1500 meters in the 2004 Olympic games in Athens. She is a well-loved native of Minnesota, which mm-hmm. you will hear when you talk to her. She oh, definitely yeah. has a good Minnesota accent going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, she's making her 26.2 mile debut at the twin cities marathon. Um, she has been chronicling her training with a video updates on C totally um, That's C T O L L E R U N dot com. Carrie, thanks for joining us. We're excited to talk marathons with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to talk marathons too. This is going to be a whole new ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when you announced in May that you were going to run the Twin Cities Marathon, you were ready to pop with with your son with baby number two. So, I was. Yeah. So what 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 made you decide to train for twenty six point two the for the first time with a newborn? Well, you know, the funny thing is, and this is kind of before the announcement came, I was banking on the fact that my firstborn Ruby was 10 days early. So, you know, the doctor even said history repeats itself. So I was thinking, okay, well, I'll have about five months to train for a marathon. So I might as well do the one right here in my home state and, you know, and get one under my belt. Well, Everett, our latest came 10 days late. So almost a full month difference, (laughs) difference between the two babies and their arrival time. So my training got pushed back and (laughs) it became kind of sort of a rushed, um, you know, thing for me to get ready for 26.2 miles, but I'm thrilled to do it. And really the reason why I wanted to do it was because I want to become part of the marathoning community. Mm -hmm. I love being part of the running community, but Um, you know, you can say how fast you've run a mile in, but nowadays people really want to know how fast you've run a marathon in. So I thought this would be a good way for me to get the body weight off and from my pregnancy and just to get fit again and then help me with my commentary for the races that I do commentate that are, you know, of the marathon length. So that's, that's why. Cause you're, (laughs) you're, you're doing commentary for New York, aren't you? Yep. Yep. And I do, you know, other races, and other marathons, but, uh, I really have always sort of felt like, well, I, I know 
the, the training, or I, at least I've been around so many marathoners. So I feel like I know what a marathon takes, but until you actually run one, you really can't, mm-hmm. you know, really speak to it. So I just wanted to, even though this is not going to be really a race for me, it's going to be more of a run. I just wanted to have that on my resume so I could feel legit and call myself a marathoner. Yeah, because you weren't quite legit before that, Carrie, you know? So. <laughs> You'd be surprised, you know, though. I mean, Olympian. you really would be surprised. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. Well, so, so, um, so how is training going? I mean, you just you told us before we got on the air that you just ran your first race. Tell us yeah. about that. Well, I did a 25K last weekend, and I started out right at three-hour pace for the marathon, which is what I, I'd love to say I could run 259.59. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see if that happens, but... I ran, I ran marathon pace up to 11 miles and then I dropped it down. And so it went well, but training for this is different. You know, I run a lot of weeks, maybe five days a week and I'm okay with that. You know, I've been training for years and I've been trying to hit times and make teams. And this time I'm really trying to just enjoy the process of being a mommy and working full time and then thinking about my running. You know, if I put a time goal on the, you know, on my mirror or wherever I used to put all my time goals, I think I would take too much um, time to really do it. And I don't want to do that to my kids right now. You know, my kids are so little and I just, I've been putting my running first for so long and I have to put being a mommy first right now. Well, that's nice. That's a great sentiment. We like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, so tell me, um, so what, when did you start running back from pregnancy and did you run during your pregnancy with Everett? Mm-hmm. I did run with my pregnancy. I ran right up until actually my due date. And then since he was so late and so low that I was getting some nerve pain down the front of my left leg, really bad nerve pain. Mm. So I, um, I ran, like I said, right up until the day I was supposed to deliver him. And then I went to the elliptical. So you know, I did get to work out and I was fortunate. A lot of people can't, but, um, I've been fortunate both pregnancies and, um, I run anywhere from like three to five miles, probably four to five times a week during my pregnancy. There have been times where, you know, I might go for an hour if I was feeling really good, but I'd say on average, it was three to five miles, four to five times a week. Okay. Okay. And then did did you give yourself a little break after you popped him out or were you out there the day after? No, no, no. I took four day or four weeks off with Ruby, and this time around, it just so happened that I could run a race the night before the Grandma's Marathon. I could run a 5K with my husband, which was three and a half weeks after Everett. So that was my very first run was a William Irvin 5K up at up in Duluth, which is right before the Grandma's Marathon. Wow. Wow. Way to start off big with a race. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I did run real fast, but we enjoyed it. And, you know, just being part of the group there, the the race, that was fun. But, you know, I had one of my coaches, my agility coach told me when I had Ruby to enjoy being a mom those first four weeks and not worry about, you know, training so much because really your body, it either it doesn't necessarily make training any better. It just it could either hurt you or it just kind of is what it is. So, I took it as I'm just going to take the time off and let my body heal up so I can really get after it when I'm when I'm well and healed. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that um, now you're running five days a week. Um, is that fewer than you used to be or more than you used to be? No, used to. Or I used to run probably, I'd have to say the majority of the time, seven days a week, which I hate to really say because I don't really believe in that. I believe in having a day off, but you know, when you're chasing after Olympic dreams and American records and things like that, you sort of get carried away. And 
that's one of the things that if I could go back in time, I would really try to be diligent about taking days off. But now I'm lucky if I get a six day weekend and um, I'm fine with running five days a week. Nice. Nice. And, and can, what- you, can you feel a difference in your performance or, or, or maybe not your performance, but your kind of your mental attitude and maybe just yeah. your um, whatever with, with more, a little bit more rest. Totally. And, you know, I even said today I was out on a run with one of my friends. I said, I don't know if it's, if it would have made any difference for me to run five days a week, because when I get to run those five days, I really put a lot into those five days. And then the other days I don't do anything, but I'm excited to get back going again. So, you know, for instance, I ran this race this weekend and I took Saturday off before the race. And then I took Monday off after the race and I'm ready to get on the track tomorrow and do a workout. And, you know, it's, it's just been fun. And I know that maybe I'm not going to get to where I was in my training, but I'm fine with where I'm at and I'm running decently fast. So I can't complain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what type of, what's your weekly mileage? I'm hitting about 45 to 50 miles a week. And I know that that sounds like, well, how is she getting that in? She must go for 10 miles every day. I don't do that, but I do, you know, I'm training for the marathon. So there's a lot of weekends where I run 20 miles. Yeah, but you know, that, <laughs> but that's, but that's actually, I mean, I was expecting, you know, like we've had Kara Goucher on the show and things, you know, and she was always up, you know, obviously trained for the marathon for the Olympics and, and, um, you know, so hundred mile weeks and that sort of yeah. thing. So to hear like, Oh, 45 to 50, I, I think I've even done one of those once one week. <laughs> exactly. And you know, that's the thing that I really find encouraging is there's a lot of women that are getting in 40 to 50 miles a week. And if they can do it, well, I better be able to do it. I mean, this has been my job for how many years? So (laughs) it's been really fun to start on the starting line with, and I haven't done it very much, obviously, Mm -hmm. since I've had the two babies, but just to be in that group now and hear that other people have to get out the door at 530 in the morning or at nine at night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, running isn't their job, but they still get it done. So I've been enjoying this new, you know, spot that I'm at in my life. Nice. That's awesome. So, so sometimes us kind of mere mortal runners look at pros like yourself and think running is never painful or boring or tiresome (laughs) or or any other negative adjective you want to throw at it. But, you know, tell us candidly, have, have you hit any rough patches training for, for this long race? Um, can I just say for the first time I experienced chafing this weekend? (laughs) Right. The first time ever. First time. And in an area that is a little more enlarged than they normally are. <laughs> so, it might have a certain, a certain dairy product in it, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah you know, um, without getting too involved, I mean, it's it's been hard putting those tight sports bras on this week, but I feel like I've, you know, finally hit the marathon training because I have experienced chafing. <laughs> you chafed once. All right, yes. all right just say it. So, no, that's so funny. Yeah, but... Um, you know, I, I guess I, I don't even know what our question was, but <laughs> other than your cha- other than your one time chafing, have have you hit no. any rough patches? Oh, you know, rough yeah, in your training. You know, this has actually been kind of a nice buildup for me. Usually, when I come back from a layoff, or you know, like mm-hmm. not to say pregnancy is a layoff, but it's you know, it's it's a change in my training. So sure. to bump it back up, I was expecting to get some more aches and pains, but um, I've actually been pretty healthy this time around, knock on wood. And I think it's because I've been putting in the slower mileage rather than hitting the track right away. Like I normally do. And, um, so nothing too big other than just the fact that Everett came late and my work schedule 
was crazy. Like I've tried to bump it out a little bit, but Everett was with me in Fargo, North Dakota, while I was filming a TV show six days after his birth. Oh my goodness. So training has been going okay, but he (laughs) has thrown a loop in for, you know, my, my work schedule and everything. So fortunately I can, I have to say that I've been healthy and and feeling good throughout this, this buildup to the marathon. Well, so, and tell us, Carrie, what is your work these days? I mean, I know we know you do the video programs for your website. What else do you do? Or is that, is that the extent of it these days? No, for, um, besides See Tally Run, which is a weekly webcast that we do, I recently became the Reebok Global Running Ambassador. So now I'm sponsored by Reebok, and I'm doing all sorts of public appearances for them and promoting their gear, but also just promoting living a, a healthy lifestyle and, you know, trying to make sure that we put our bodies first and put our health first, you know, and, and be able to reach for the moon, you know, with whatever we want to do in life. So that's been a really cool new thing in my life. But I also do a lot of public speaking. I hold a youth camp. Um, I do different commentaries for radio, webcasts and TV. So I'm busy, but I work from the home, which is nice. So I do have the kids in daycare just two days a week. And then I have um, one of my good friends come in and watch the kids for just two hours on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so I can get a run in. But So I'm trying to be mommy full-time or at least 75% of the you know waking hours. And then, um, and then I do my other jobs on the side. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Well, so let's talk a little bit about, about this training cycle. I mean, how the endurance training versus the shorter distances um, that you're known for. I mean, obviously... Talk a little bit about the differences and what you like and has been different for you. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I love running the 1500 and the mile and the 5k there's, there's, I don't think we're going to get me away from that too much, except for the fact that my wheels aren't turning as fast. So I might have to stick to the longer distances now, but, (laughs) um, you know, I really enjoyed the long runs to tell you the truth. Uh, I didn't think I would. But it's been really fun for me to come home and say, I ran 21 miles today and I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the, you know, the whole unknown sort of thing for me, because I I've trained for so many years and sort of done, you know, the same thing year in and year out. And this is totally new for me. And at 36, I didn't know that I had this much more growth to do in my running career. And I'm excited about it. I think this time around, it's just about finishing. Everett will be just over four months. So really, can I really put goals on myself that are, you know, that crazy fast or, you know, that kind of, I don't, I know I'm not going to win the race, but maybe the second time around, I can put a time goal on or a place goal and have something to shoot for there. Sure, sure. So you mentioned that you um, did 21 miles. What's the longest distance you're going to run pre-marathon and how many runs of 20 miles or longer are you doing? Yeah, you know, I have been training since Everett turned six weeks and he is going to be 14 weeks. Mm. So I've only really had about 18 or eight weeks of real training. Mm -hmm. And I have done, um, two 21 milers Mm -hmm. and I think an 18 and 19 Mm -hmm. in there as well. So, um, I bumped it up pretty quick, but I think that the longest I'll go might be this weekend and that might be 22, but if it's 20, I'm okay with it. Like Mm -hmm. I really am just sort of just trying to stay out there, feel good, and walk away from the long runs, not too banged up, so I continue to so I can continue to build upon this training and not necessarily go backwards in it. 
Right, right. And then so you have the energy to go back and t- take care of a three-month-old and a three-year-old. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you know, the stinker was starting to sleep through the night. And then um, we went backwards like two days later. So oh. I had like two nights where I was like, oh, my gosh, I could maybe go out for a really early mo- or early morning run. And now I'm like, no way. This kid, <laughs> he's getting up two, three times again at night. and Oh, goodness. But, you know, you love every minute of it. It's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you really care? Do you love every minute you know, of it? <laughs> I love it because he is such a happy baby. This kid does not cry. So even when he gets up in the middle of the night, he still shoots me this huge smile. And I'm like, okay. Oh, oh mom, um, here I am. Love you, yeah. mom. Yeah, but yeah. if you're crying all the time, different story. it's that mother-son connection you're already feeling it super strongly those boys take care of their mommies so that's good they do they do you're training starting them young nice Um, well so um so let's talk about you running through the twin cities i mean are you going to have a whole bunch of i mean obviously you'll have a bunch of fans but i mean do you have a lot of family and friends that are kind of going to be along the course for you yeah you know um we are actually calling this tullifson's tackle twin cities so my (laughs) My whole family will be running an event that weekend. And mm-hmm. at the Twin Cities Marathon, they have um, a bunch of different events on Saturday. It's the diaper dash up to the 10K. So all day Saturday, we'll have my family doing something. And then on Sunday, my two sisters and my husband and I will be running either the 10 mile or the marathon. So we are going to have a lot of family in town yelling for us. But, you know, Really, being from Minnesota, it has just been such an honor to call myself a Minnesotan. I feel like I will have family, whether they're related or not, all along the course. So awesome. it's, I'm really excited for it. Did you get special T-shirts made up for it? Or are you going to? We are having a Sea Tolly Run cheer zone. Mm. Oh, man. yes. And Reebok is definitely hooking up a lot of people in honor of my race. So that's been really fun. Oh my goodness. And can you guarantee that the weather will be as gorgeous as it was last year? I ran the, I ran the marathon last year and Dimity did the 10 miler. And other than being, you know, exceptionally cold, it was just what a stellar, stunning day. You know, we really, we luck out, but, um, it would be my luck that we would get that one, like that one year when Chicago was canceled halfway through. Yeah. That would be my luck, but hopefully not because, you know, I, I think that we're going to have beautiful weather. Actually, I ran across the Ford Parkway bridge today Mm -hmm. and the leaves were starting to change and they were bouncing off the Mississippi river and it's already starting to just turn so beautiful here. So I think we're going to have a nice day. Oh, I can see. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. 
That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. So see to my mind, that's what, mm-hmm. in my mind, it was so such a sunny day. And I just, it just seemed as if the entire route was like lined almost with like gold or something because yeah. the leaves were just, just shimmering, just yeah. yellows and oranges and golds and blazing reds. And oh, it was just, it was, I don't know, it, it, it was almost just like a dream somehow. Yeah. So. It's, you know, a lot of people think we're we're just the tundra out here, and I think they would be really surprised to know that we have beautiful four seasons. Mm-hmm. So we really have a nice nice weather pattern here. Awesome, awesome. Well, we will be thinking of you on October sixth. So, um, and we'll be looking for that um, sub three hour finish. That's very exciting. Ooh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Carrie. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. So now we're going to bring on a um, quote-unquote real mother runner. I mean, Carrie, as she showed, is is very much real, but, um, you know, someone who um, is down in the trenches with, with the rest of us, maybe, um, you know, a little further back in the pack. Let us say, down in the slow trenches with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're going to talk to Stephanie Rice, who's a mother runner, has two daughters, ages seven and four. She's a um, reporter for a newspaper just across the river from Portland. Um, and she is running her first 26.2, the Portland Marathon, on uh, the same day as Carrie's race, October 6th. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So so tell us a little bit about your background as a runner and, you know, um, your racing background, like how many races have you done? Well, I ran in uh, high school. I ran cross-country and track and then ran at the community college I attended before switching to a four-year university where I was would not be good enough to run at a four-year <laughs> university. And after I was through with college, um, I did I did do a half marathon back in 2000. I should say that I'm 39 to give you some context and uh, did the hood to coast twice and then just fell out of running and got married and had two kids. And then some of my friends who had never run back in, I think, 2011, the couch to 5K was really popular. Mm-hmm. And I knew a lot of people who were doing it. And so I thought I need to get back into running. And I did my first half marathon as a mother runner, mm-hmm. um, the Vancouver Lake Half Marathon in January of 2012. And it just didn't go well. And my friend Julie in Boston said, you have to read this book, Run Like a Mother. It'll really inspire you. And then I uh, got connected with a best running friend, Rebecca, here uh-huh. in Portland. And uh-huh. so we've been, Rebecca and I have been running 
uh, doing all of our long runs together ever since. And we did four half marathons last year. Uh-huh. And this year we did the uh, rock and roll half marathon uh-huh. in Portland in May. And then we did Ragnar Northwest Passage in July, oh, nice. which is from Blaine, Washington to Whidbey Island. Oh, I hear that one's beautiful. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But you were already training. Would that sort of kicked off your Portland Marathon training or no? Well, we were looking at the calendar and we thought, okay, we're going to do the 15K Shamrock Run in March and then a half in May and then Ragnar in July. And so we both turned 40 early on next year. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed to align that if this is the time to go for it, and we've always heard that Portland is a good marathon for first-time mm-hmm. marathoners because it's pretty flat and easy course, mm-hmm. relatively easy for right, right. for and a marathon. Really great volunteer support. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you'll get to sleep in your own bed the night before. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're assuming your races, you, so you didn't start out so well with that first half marathon, but they've gotten progressively better or something has kept you running, huh? Yes. And, um, you know, just I read both your books and, you know, that, that Facebook community support and then um, having that BRF in Rebecca, mm-hmm. who, you know, every weekend we find a way to work in a long run. So that's been very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then stalking me always works well, too. Rebecca's yes. quite good at that. Yes. <laughs> She's a, Rebecca she a, has a complex about that, actually. <laughs> well, because she has background. So I was um, back in January. It was actually January 27th, I think, because it was my husband's birthday. There was, um, we had, that was the incident, frozen fog on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then ran into Rebecca then and took a photo. And then the following weekend was, and that was in North Portland up near the University of Portland that I ran right. into her. And then the next weekend, um, like I think it was even just six days later, we were, I was on Leif Erickson, so over in Northwest. And then there, there's you and Rebecca. And yes. And it's like, oh my gosh, totally different part of town. Like have never seen you before. And now there's two weeks I know. Row. I told her about that email you sent out wanting Portland area mother runners to do your photo shoot on Friday. And Rebecca's like, I didn't get the email. I think... <laughs> I think Sarah oh, thinks I'm she, a stalker. <laughs> she's more than invited. We would love to have her. I sent you. her. I sent her the message. Okay. Oh okay. Good. No. Good. No. No. Yeah, it's, we, we actually need to have you guys. You know, you're kind of. Uh, yeah. 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 No. It's it's a lack of brain cells. That's the only thing that that kept me from sending it to Rebecca as well. Well, if it's I've um, I don't know if you remember I introduced myself to you at the expo before the Portland Rock and Roll Marathon, and I was with my husband, and he had his Boston jacket on. And you asked him about his time this year in the Boston oh, yeah. Marathon, and he said 2:52, and you're like, "Wow!" and and you're not a little guy. And so <laughs> later on, he's like, "Did she, did she just call me fat?" <laughs> so he's, and he's, I should say he's, he's tall. Well, he's six feet tall, and he's 170, so he's not you know skinny runner guy, but. Um, Oh, so, that is fast for for you. Yeah, person. you gave him a eating disorder. <laughs> nice. Oh, great, great. So now is he down to like one fifty now? No, like no, no. Of, but, but he Rizzler? was a no, no. He he stays at about one seventy. Oh my god. Well, tell him I didn't mean that at all. It was just that he wasn't like you know <laughs> five five and one twenty five. <laughs> well, so what? Um, so Stephanie, what surprised you most so far about training for a marathon? Well, I, I mean, it's been manageable. That's it. Always seemed just something that I was not going to do. And I didn't think that my body would, you know, I thought I can do these half marathons and that's fine. But a marathon just seemed like so much work. But then I would go to the marathons and I'd be cheering on my husband. And you do see people of all sizes and speeds. And so that's been just really rewarding, just working up those long, long runs. And you can feel your body getting stronger and 
the first time you do 16 miles, you come home and you collapse on the couch. And then <laughs> did a 19-miler, and we were having friends over for dinner, and Mike and I are cleaning the house, and I'm lugging the vacuum cleaner around. And he's <laughs> like, see, when you did that 16-miler, you thought, how am I ever going to go farther? But now you run the 19, and you're able to do housework right afterwards. Right. And entertain so, that evening. And entertain <laughs> that evening. So, <laughs> Wow. Well, but- we hear you're following a phenomenal training plan. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> that being the uh, train like a mother marathon finish it plan. We went with the finish it plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, like, you know, how's how have you found the plan? I mean, what have you liked or, uh, goodness gracious, disliked about it? And, and um, you know, how's it been going? Well, we like the variety in the plan. Mm-hmm. Rebecca and I both, we looked at the Hal Higdon, and I'm not knocking his plans. I know Micah uses his plans for the Boston Marathon, but... His plans, at least for beginners, it didn't have the tempo runs and Mm -hmm. mixing it up. It was, you know, do add 10 percent and progressively longer on the weekends and then five miles, five miles, five miles during Mm -hmm. the week. And so we liked the variety Mm -hmm. in your plan. And since we do all of our long runs on Leif Erikson, which you Mm -hmm. get some hills in there, Mm -hmm. um, we haven't been doing the hills during the weeks Mm -hmm. just because we figure we're getting our hills in. Nice. Uh, on the weekend. And that's really the only thing that I haven't been doing on your plan is not doing the hills during the weeks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. So, so all you, um, all the long runs and on a trail, that's interesting. Yeah. And I know a lot of people would find that boring, but we like to think of it as consistent. And I think, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just would get overwhelmed if we were trying to map out a different plan for every weekend, that just where you're going yeah and so it's yeah. like okay we're doing leaf erickson you know we text each other uh you know rebecca texts can we do seven can we, can we start at 7 30 instead of eight because eliza has her first soccer game and we need mm-hmm. to get the 60 miler in and sure so we know where we're meeting and it just seems to make it more manageable for us yeah uh-huh. totally totally we'll talk a little bit um stephanie because you said it has been manageable it's kind of a good word and mm-hmm. what when when do you fit in your runs i mean are you up in the morning you know do you have a full-time job as a reporter I work full time and my husband works, he's at the newspaper too, he works three to midnight and then for the few hours a day that we're both at work, either my parents or his parents watch the girls. And so I'm getting my workouts in in the morning before I take um, our oldest, before I walk her to school. And, you know, sometimes I could run on my lunch break, but as a reporter, you just never really know what your day is going to have in store for you. So. I can't really rely on being able to take that time to do a run. Sure, then, so just get up and get it done. Right. It's easy to just get up and get it done. And sometimes, you know, like last week, I didn't fit in a nine-miler. You were supposed to do four miles, four miles, and then one mile. And, you know, it was pouring down rain, and I just thought I'm going to go. I'll run on the treadmill for 45 minutes at the club. And so at least I'm doing something, even on days, if I, if I fall short of what the goal should be. Mm-hmm. I just figure I'm getting something in. Mm-hmm. No, I love that you're adapting. And I think that, that a lot of women have a, um, they think that they have to follow it to a letter, which is, is great to do if you have the, the if, if your schedule works out right. perfectly. But if you, if it doesn't, you know, it's consistency is so much more important than one specific run. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't think you can let perfect be the enemy of the good. I think you have to look at the plan. Ooh, and look like, at that. You I, sound like so, a mother runner. As soon as you said that, I thought, oh, damn it, going to love that line. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, if if you, if you, you know, people say, don't look at the plan and look at all those weeks and freak out. And I, I did look at the plan and look at all the weeks and freak out, but just think, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take it one week at a time and, you know, 
if there's a day where I just don't feel like getting up early, then I do listen to my body and take a rest day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So so um, does one run or memorable moment stand out for you so far in the training? The difference between the 17-miler and the 18-miler, <laughs> because I got home and I texted Rebecca and I was like, I've discovered new parts of my body that need body glide on them. <laughs> and she writes back, she's like, yeah, stinging in the shower? Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah, yes. That, yes. Yeah. And so that seemed, I mean, even though it was just one more mile, um, I think that 18-miler was the worst one. Mm. So yeah. Was there, was there the any body part you want to share? Uh, no, I think I think people us? I think people can can figure it out because Is you know. There you, well, you got it. Yeah. So we just had Carrie, like uh, an elite runner, on right before mm-hmm. you, and she was a fifteen hundred meter runner, and she's mm-hmm. just doing a marathon, and she's like, "I really feel like a marathoner." I mean, I chafed for the first time yesterday, <laughs> and I'm like, for the first time ever of how many years of running. So, um, so at least you got her beat on that. So that's good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And chafing is the ultimate badge of courage. You know that in any black toenail on this training cycle? Well, I painted my toenails dark purple, so I don't have to look at them. (laughs) So I just, yeah. You won't know until the polish comes off. Right. (laughs) Good move. Good move. Um, So So talk about a little bit about um, kind of your, how are you mentally handling the idea of a marathon? Because that's the farthest you have ever run, I'm guessing. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty intimidating. I mean, what are you doing in your head to kind of show you that you've got that distance, that you can handle that distance. Well, Rebecca and I have talked about it, and especially since we do all the long runs on Leif Erikson, which starts on an incline, and we're thinking, oh, great, the the marathon is flat until you go over the St. John's Bridge at about (laughs) mile 18 or so. And so we're thinking, okay, the first three miles, we need to run a little slower just so we don't go out too fast. And with, with all of my races, I always end up finishing too strong. I don't and then I think, oh, shoot, I should have picked up the pace. and You should have emptied the tank. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't empty the tank because I'm so scared of hitting the wall that I can't bring myself to, mm-hmm. to go for it. And so I've you know, talked it over with my husband and talked it over with Rebecca. And it's like, okay, if we hit the halfway mark and I'm still feeling good, then it's time to pick up the pace and try to get that negative split. Nice. And he's like, you know, your body can always do more than what your mind tells you. So you just have to trust in your body and trust in the training and go for it. Nice. So nice. must be very reassuring to have your husband be such an accomplished marathoner. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, he's incredibly supportive. And so that's nice too. And he understands, I mean, he's so much faster than me. So his training doesn't take up as much time mm-hmm. as mine does, <laughs> but he, he understands how important it is. So uh-huh. And then, um, so you and Rebecca are planning on sticking together for the entire race? No, we don't. I She is faster than I am. And so I have made it quite clear that, um, you know, please go on ahead. I don't want to hold you back. And usually, at, usually we'll do half marathons and we'll start out together. And then she will pick it up and she'll finish a few minutes ahead of me. So, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm holding her back. And is your husband doing Portland Marathon or no? No, he's doing the New York City Marathon oh, uh-huh. in November. Mm-hmm. So that is his next big race. So, but he's training for a marathon at the same time. Well, he, on Saturday, he did the Volcanic 50K, a 33-mile mm-hmm. race around Mount St. Helens that included fording glacial streams and being part mountain goat. So he, um, yeah, that was his longest yeah. ultra 
<laughs> so, so New York City Marathon is just going to be, you know, a right. blip on his radar. So when he runs 33 and then I run 16 the next day, I can't really complain like, oh, I ran 16 miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so have you given any thought to what you're going to eat um, the night before the race? Like, do you have any uh, anything you've been going to for your before your, your pre-long run meal? Um, I stick with the high-carb foods um, the night before. That seems to work well. Just uh-huh. pasta. So re- and- restaurant or home cooked the night before? Um, it'll be home cooked. Mm-hmm. And then the morning of, I always eat the same thing Micah eats before. And he even, he makes them for me and then just wraps them in aluminum foil. So the morning of a long run, I just have to heat it up in the microwave. Oh, what does he make you? That's so cute. It's a multi-grain bagel toasted with uh, a fried egg, a little bit of cheese, and a piece of turkey bacon. So oh. a, kind oh. of an egg sandwich. And, I want um, that right yeah, now. yeah. So even <laughs> even he got home late Saturday after that ultra and the first thing he did is, you want me to make you a sandwich for tomorrow? So, oh, I know, so darling. I, I, know. I, despite it sounding like I criticize her, I was, uh, I, I remember <laughs> him being such a good guy at Portland Marathon, and I was, I was pretty much in awe of him. So maybe that's why I said such a stupid comment to him. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think he's over it. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and what about? Do you know what you're going to wear yet? I have a skirt that I love, a black, just plain black running skirt with a zippered pocket. And um, it's been, speaking of chafing, that has been a test of some of my running shirts, like which ones chafe Mm. underneath the arms. And so I have uh, a few race shirts that have proved proved to work. Stood the test of time? Yeah. Yeah. And and then I think I will, I mean, even though they have aid stations every two miles, I think think Rebecca and I, we're not ready to part with our running belts. So mm-hmm. I won't have as many bottles on as, as I do during a long run, but I think carry the belt. And I just tasted the salted caramel goo mm. on you, Sunday. So are you lo- are you that's my new favorite flavor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I will have a few goo Stock, packets. Stockpile on them because mm-hmm. they're kind of hard. They can be kind of hard to find. I order, yeah, I just I order all that stuff off Amazon. Oh, OK. Very so, good. OK. Mm-hmm. Very good. Awesome. awesome. And so the final question, do you have a mantra? For your race or for um, your running? Mantra. Um, beat Oprah. And if you don't, that's okay. Be- beat Oprah time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Oprah's time is? Yeah, 4.32, is it? I thought it was 4.29, but um, uh-huh. somewhere in that. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of that. in the four and a half hour range. Right. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Beat it, Oprah. Beat Oprah. <laughs> it has a good cadence, too, yes, you know? Yes, <laughs> And, uh, and uh, so is that your true time goal? You know, I know everyone says the first marathon, don't worry about the time, um, but those internet results last forever. So, um, I mean, I would, I would love to be able to hit 430, but if I could be five hours, that would be, uh-huh. that would be ideal. I don't, I don't think I probably would criticize and then train harder for the next one. So I guess for this one, just run it. Don't worry too much about the time and then look back and see what I could have done better. Look at that. You're, but you're already talking another one. That's good. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but, um, I, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking that it's just going to be one and done. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also because people who talk one and done, say for maybe an Iron Man or something, they often yes. You know, start oh, to... I did listen to those podcasts. So, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. still very much in the one and done camp. On well, that, that one. I and mean, that was two and done for the marathons. I mean, that's not too many. So, I mean, I am you know. Well, that I'm takes pretty... yeah, and that just takes training to a whole other level when you've got to incorporate biking and swimming and. Uh-huh. everything uh-huh. so so and now the true final question are your family where are they, where are you going to have them positioned along the way well um 
Rebecca and uh, her husband and their two daughters and uh, my family, they'll probably be uh, sort of over by University of Portland. I, mm-hmm. I think near where you mm-hmm. had oh, yeah. uh, your cheering sea. I yeah. just sound like a stalker too, but you put it in the book. <laughs> exactly. where was you Rebecca put it in the book. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You're just a careful reader. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what tree I'm talking about when I talk about that? I don't. Uh-huh. Rebecca might because uh-huh. she lives over there. But uh-huh. um, So we figure that they will meet us over there and we're thinking that maybe they should have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. For us. I had someone meet me further up. Um, for those of you who don't know the Portland Marathon course intimately, <laughs> there's a very long stretch from about mile, gosh, is that maybe, I don't know, 19 through about 23 or almost 24. It's on the same road. It's on this Willamette Boulevard. And so I remember somebody gave, I had someone give me a plain bagel mm-hmm. at around mile 19 and a half, almost 20. And so then I just kind of gnawed on that thing for about two miles. Yeah. Um, in so. small bites, not just, um, yeah. So I think having real food at that point is a, um, a nice thing to look forward to. That's that's the plan. Yeah. Nice. Well, good luck. Nice. Well, we will well, be thinking. Thank you. Stephanie, yeah, we're, we're, pushing, we're pushing you along every step of the way. And we, we want to hear how it goes for sure. All right. Well, I will do my best. So, Dimity, after all this talk with these marathoners, are you rethinking your your phrase that you'll never do, your vow that you'll never do 26.2 again? Um, a 26 point, I've never, I said 26.2 on pavement. I have never said, uh, 26.2 on a trail, but I didn't um, read the fine, fine print. Oh, you didn't read the fine print. You got to read the asterisks. (laughs) I love, I love good parentheses and asterisks. Um, no, I, I love cheering a marathon. I will cheer at any marathon and ring my cowbell louder than anybody, but I just, I have no interest in going 26.2 on pavement again. It's just, it's not in the cards for me, um, but mm-hmm. I love the excitement and I love how Carrie and Stephanie, you know, they've got a huge, you know, virgin journey in front of them, which is mm-hmm. really fun. And it's, you know, I love that I've done a marathon. It's just, you know, no, they other have, miles to put in. Exactly. They have something very exciting awaiting them. So um, I'm sure we'll be updating you on our Facebook page about how they do. Um, our Facebook page is Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at the Mother Runner. And our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, where the the training plan that Stephanie's following is, uh, we now sell those on our site, um, autographed. uh, So check those out. And whether you're training for a marathon or not, many happy miles. Happy miles.